Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host, and today I am excited to introduce you to Isabel Zimmerman, a spiritual coach, ascension teacher, and the founder of AttractingWisdom.com. Have you ever had an experience where you felt like something from beyond is trying to communicate with you? Strange things have happened, the signs are there, but you don't know how to interpret them? That's where Isabel comes in, guiding her clients to read the signs and connect with their spirit guides. Today, Isabel is going to share how to tap into your soul field so you can cultivate a connection with your celestial squad. Welcome, Isabel. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for just uniting with me and connecting with me and and just you know the more we can get out the message that spirit guides are real like it's time to get back to business working with our <laughs> spirit guides that's how i that's how i think of it yeah me too i love these kind of conversations spirit guides messages from beyond higher consciousness it's just ah the mystery around it all is so juicy and exciting so I can't wait to dive in and, and learn more and learn from you and your experiences. So let's let's start by I simply if you could tell us what do you mean by soul field? What is our soul field? Yeah, so soul field, um, that's what was told to me, and that's actually how I personally see it. I've done over a thousand regressions. So regressions are like past lives or quantum healing hypnosis. So if anyone knows or is familiar with Dolores Cannon, that was the first technique I learned was working with Dolores Cannon. And then from there, because I just love learning, I learned hypnosis techniques from other masters and teachers. And, um, you know, that's just me honing my skill of hypnosis because not everyone is ready to go into a past life, right. but we might be ready. You might be ready to connect with your spirit guides, or you might be ready to do healing work in this incarnation. So I'm a very sciencey psychic and I studied self-study quantum physics for about six years. And that was a really good foundation for me to understand energy and energy fields, which would then lead to you to consciousness. So energy fields, everything is an electric magnetic field. And the very elite and educated, you can go on MIT and you can go into the Royal Institute and you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> you can, you can find you know, talks from Berkeley and Harvard and MIT. It's just, oh. it's just so amazing what's available to us if we just search, right? So uh, 
understanding Michael Faraday really was a founder of electricity. So some people might think it's Benjamin Franklin with the key, you know, with the lightning rod, but it was really Michael Faraday and he did not have the math to express it, but he was able to draw it. And one of the things that he did was he took um, a magnet and then he took another magnet and he moved the magnet down and they saw light. And he said, this is how light is created by two opposing magnetic fields sparking and creating light. This is lightning. And so he drew the two poles and electric magnetic field and then the CERN collider. So if you fast forward from late 1800s to now, you find out that the CERN collider, they have uncovered that everything is a field. Everything is an electric magnetic field, that there are no fundamental particles. So like what we're taught in school around the atom and the electrons and the protons. We knew there was a lot lot of space because it's very, very, very tiny. And then we built the CERN Collider in the 70s to see how small we can get to that particle. And now we understand there is no particle. Hmm. There is no particle. It's all a field. So how does that relate to your soul? (laughs) I was wondering if it was going to come around. (laughs) But for me, I'm a very visual learner. So once I understood energy was all fields, and they even call it the field theory. Hmm. Once I understood that, when I did regressions, I would see many lifetimes. Hmm. And I would be like, why is it possible for me to go into a future life or a past life? which then you uncover there is no time. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, guys. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Right. But it's really a field of consciousness. So your soul is a field of consciousness. And that's why I call it a soul field. Because the science world really communicates around fields So then for me, it just made sense to start calling it a soul field because it's a collective energy field of consciousness that we all are. Oh, hey, I like that a lot. It's really, it's, it it creates an interesting visual in in my, my head just with (laughs) this big field of all these souls uh, meandering around. I don't know. There's a little, it actually is kind of eerie the way I've got it pictured in my head, but it's an interesting concept. Um, so this soul field, um, how do you access it? How do we access okay. it? Okay. So I'm going to tell a little story. Please. I love stories. If you would have said to me, Isabel Zimmerman, you are going to be doing hypnosis and (laughs) and do this for a living, I would have said, you are crazy. I was in corporate America since age 14, verifying data for a company called Equifax. I was in IT and operations. So for me to go into hypnosis was a really big surprise. However, 
quantum physics led me to understand energy. Energy led me to understand consciousness because energy cannot be destroyed nor created. So I bumped up against consciousness mm-hmm. and I read the holographic universe and I read like all these noetic sciences. So I'm a very sciencey, psychic, conscious person. So science helps me understand the metaphysical realm. What is metaphysical? Unseen, right? But it's physics. Okay. So on that journey, I worked with a spiritual mentor. And then I started to channel, meaning I have the ability. So if you asked a question, I can go and pull that answer from my inner beings or spirit guides and channel an answer. So I was just like, what is going on? So there I am at work, even though I could channel, it's still like, it's not like spoken about like, hey, I channel like Bashar (laughs) (laughs) or like Esther Higgs, you know? So like me personally, I had to like, kind of like sit in it for a little bit. So there I am at work. My spirit guides come in and they say, we want you to go right now on Facebook to Dolores Canyon. And I went, really? So I did. And I saw somebody channel and they said, we would like for you to learn hypnosis. So one of the things is one of my inner beings is goddess Isis. And goddess Isis, when she was physically incarnated here, she had sleep sleep temples. So that was the words that they use for hypnosis in ancient Egypt. Hmm. So you can look up sleep temples. They're in Greece. They're in Egypt. And what it does, it allows somebody to get into a relaxed state So we can bypass the ego and connect with your heart to connect with your spirit, your soul, your guides. And that is why I do hypnosis because my inner being is goddess Isis. And I'm just physically incarnated as this consciousness of Isis and Athena and an ascension keeper. Incarnated here is now modern day Isabel Zimmerman. Mm. And I have all of that codes within me that is now being expressed in this now moment as Isabel. Mm. Interesting. So when I do hypnosis, I remember I went to Vancouver and I just was doing all these students and they said, have you ever done this before? And I said, no, not like it's Isabel, like, no. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're so natural at it. You're so good at it. And now I realize, of course, I'm good at it because it's goddess Isis. <laughs> can, can goddess Isis appear in um, multiple, um, mm-hmm. with multiple people? So she can be with you, but she could also yes. be with me, say, and with, okay, yeah. Absolutely. And goddess Isis and Mary Magdalene and Yeshua or Jesus, these entities 
are real and they um there's a lot of aspects of us so one of the things when i first started to learn about soul formation or consciousness formation they would say to us that it's really and dolores cannon uncovered this too she said it's just like taking bits of the characters and the essences putting mm -hmm. it that human incarnation. So this is why so many people say, I have a lot of Yeshua in me, or I'm the embodiment of such and such. It's because um, here on this plane of existence, you know, we just think like, this is a crystal, but this actually has a consciousness and this consciousness can be accessed anywhere. Hmm. Because it's not, this or that it's always and right yeah but we think very physically here very linearly here we think of consequences and once you understand there is no consequences you're like <laughs> well that's that's a dangerous thought there are no consequences i, I feel like consequences are what keep us making right? that's what that's what's ingrained yeah that's cause and effect but it's because there's gaps of understanding it's an experience hmm. it's just an experience of energy and if you change your vibration it's a different effect hmm. it doesn't need to stay you can be very malleable no, so you drop the judgment you drop that judgment of right and wrong yeah, that's interesting. That's a that's a big piece. Uh, and interesting that you would bring up judgment today. I started my day with the intention to uh, move through the day without judgment. Holy Jesus, that's hard. You know? <laughs> like we judge absolutely everything. Like, And so I keep catching myself in these judgment moments. I'm like, okay, let it go. No judgment. No judgment. Let's just be. And I, I wonder how possible, possible it is to really let go of all judgment and to be in this field, this, this, that, this soul field. I imagine it just, it takes a lot of conscious effort to be able to live in that state. I find it is a multi-prong. So because I've done over a thousand regressions and I'm very good at data, and I'm very good at patterns. What I have uncovered is until we go into your soul conscious field to heal the, the fractals or the wounds or the trauma of other lives, which a lot of people are not aware, but 90% of your fear that you experience as you is from your other lives. Mm. It's not new fear. So in order, so I always say it's like this. This is your incarnation. Mm -hmm. In order to get a state of beingness, you do need to meditate. But in order to really embody your spirit guides and your inner being, you will eventually have to go to the root of that origin of life that created that wound. And it, it needs to be unified. And so as an Ascension teacher or a soul healer, that's the deep work that I do because you've had many lives. So for example, 
I'm working with this client and it's, it's, she's kind of famous and, um, she came to me and she's like, okay, I got to work with you because she's at that level. And I said, absolutely. I don't do one and done sessions. I really do multiple sessions because we can't do everything at once. I said, so I always say, let's just start off for a month and we're going to put you under multiple times for a month, every week for a month. She's like, okay. So she has her first session. She could barely walk. Her hip is really bothering her. This is before she comes into the session or okay. Before she comes into the session. And I said, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get to the root of it. Hmm. So we go into her lives and sure enough, she's a powerful healer, but her hip even bothered her in those other lives because she took on the burden of the victims. Hmm. And I said, they're not victims. You do not need to take on their burden of the pain. And then I said, is she taking on the burden in this life? So in that session, there was deep healing because I bring in those, the other aspects of her and the other people that caused the wound and the higher self. And there's a lot of teaching in there, but this is the fun. This is the great part. So she wakes up and she's like, Oh my gosh, Isabel, I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, go to the bathroom. So she runs off to the bathroom. She comes back and she's like, I can sit on the toilet. (laughs) This is good. I, I couldn't even sit on the toilet. Like, how does this even happen? And I feel all this energy in my hip. And, mm. and I realize I've been taking on the burden, not only from this life of all the, all the, my family members, but like from my other lives and like, oh my gosh, she's like, I feel so different. She's like, how does this happen? And I said, that's energy work. That's that you can't, you can't think logically when you do this kind of work. Yeah. Because it's emotional pain and it might be from your other lives. And I can't work with you if we're just going in your ego because your ego is never going to understand it because your ego is only this incarnation. So it doesn't understand. And through hypnosis, that's how I can bypass your ego because I cannot have your logic mind come in and say, Oh, my hip hurts because the tendons are sore or I moved incorrectly or, you know, there's no cartilage left. Hmm. Energy is first. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I've tested this because I'm a scientist. So I was curious if I could, if spirit, because I'm only a facilitator. I was curious if another client of mine didn't wouldn't need her glasses so we put her under we do the healing i asked spirit does she need to see her does she need her glasses and they said oh no we fixed her eyes Hmm. i said okay so she comes out and i'm like okay i want you to read this okay can you read this bar so we tested her eyesight totally perfect and i said this is so flipping cool i can't stand it The next morning she woke up 
she grabbed her glasses and her eyesight went right back. What do you mean? Went back to being um, blurry or not, not as good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That was my quite, I was going to ask that very question. Like, is that something that you have to keep? It's almost like you have to train your, yes, you your have mind to it into this plane of existence Yeah, because it's all beliefs. Yeah. So you have to anchor it. So when I work with the client, a lot of my work is anchoring it. So she, so the, the, the other client with the hip issue, she called me, she goes, my hip is starting to bother me, but she was talking to a friend that she wanted to fix. Hmm. And I said, ah, 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 you're going into that old thought pattern that they're broken. They're not broken. You cannot see them as a victim. Right. You see it as a soul exploration. You offer love and light, right. but you love, you, you, you show a path, but you do not heal from a place of victim. Now, goddess Isis, when I first began healing, she would always say to me, she goes, the trick is you never heal from them as a victim. The trick is you always see them perfectly healthy, even if they're crying, even if they're in pain, you always see them perfectly healthy. And I, that's I, guess, the I guess, and I guess that's the, the trick for the individual as well is to, that's the reprogramming that they need to see themselves as perfectly healthy and stop the stories that I'm not healthy. And hence, so I'm starting to see the connection. So that's why you use hypnosis as a tool because it enables you to, I guess, have that experience of being healthy so that you can then uh, do the reprogramming, the rewiring in your mind to accept the fact, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah. That's it. That's exactly okay. it. So hypnosis is a great tool, but if we don't change the belief pattern, you have to be aware of your belief pattern. Awareness is the first step. And then it's a choice. You say, hey, is this a habit? Is this what's going on? So um, it's, it's anchoring new action, new behavior, new thoughts in this plane. And that's a very important step. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are, are there some things that we as individuals can do who say may not be able to access a hypnosis, be it location or financial for financial reasons? Are there ways that we can tap into our own subconscious and um, reprogram, rewire, connect with our spirit guides? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that I'm teaching Hold on, I have to I have to yell at my dog. She's really. I'm going to show you my dog. Sit, 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 sit. This is my little dog. That as soon as I get on the phone, she acts like a child. <laughs> She's adorable. And for those who are listening, can you describe your little dog to uh, their listeners? She's a little Bichon Frise, <laughs> and she's all white, and she's about eleven to twelve pounds, and. Um, she is uh, really um, just acting up right now. <laughs> Wanting your attention. 
Well, you know, somebody once said to me, and I think there's some truth to this, that animals pick up the energy that happens in in a space. So if you're creating an energy and we're talking about the soul field and, and all that, perhaps your your little little pooch is picking that up and wants to be a part of the conversation (laughs) (laughs) that's cute so okay so to connect to your spirit guides yeah um yeah yes connect to your spirit guides and also the accessing you know like that doing this work on your own without necessarily having to work with a hypnosis I think it's great. In fact, I think everyone has this ability and, and it's available to you. There are so many videos on YouTube to connect to your spirit guides, to connect to your inner being. Practicing meditation is very important. In fact, when a client comes to me that has never meditated, I'm like, okay, that's a big jump to go under mm. because they don't know how to relax. Oh, that's interesting. That And that makes a lot of sense. So it's almost like that needs to be a prerequisite is to learn how to self-calm, self-relax through meditation or other, uh, I do lots of walking in nature as a form of meditation. Oh. Absolutely. So walking meditation, knitting, mm. really what you want to do is start to, uh, one of the things that I teach um, connecting to your guides. One of the things of the exercise we do is drawing an image upside down. So I take a picture of a dog and I turn it upside down and then I make all the students sit there right then and there and draw it. No, no. What does that do precisely? What it does, it forces that left side of the brain, which is your ego, which is the masculine to be quiet Mm. because it doesn't know the answer because you're forced to look at the image and the shape intently. That's super interesting. Quiet yourself. Yeah. What a neat little uh, tip. I'm going to try that. (laughs) Yes. So another one that I'll do is We'll, I'll, we'll make a mandala, which is three concentric circles. And then I bring out crayons and coloring books. And then we draw symbols and images because spirit guides communicate via symbols and images. Oh, that's interesting. I started doing um, mandala paintings on rocks um, a couple years Great. ago. And I've been recently, I've been um, getting the, uh, the, drive the message maybe if you call it um to pick that up again maybe that's uh, my spirit guides trying to communicate with me yes because in the creation of the mandala there are codes you are unlocking there is sacred geometry that you are unlocking you have to understand numbers are a human thing Our mathematical formulas are just symbols of the math, but even our numbers are the symbols. And sacred geometry or geometry is multi-universal. Love it. 
Okay, cool. I like this idea of um, being able to quiet the mind so you can get to sort of a deeper level of relaxation through drawing a dog upside down or um, mandala um, paintings or drawings. Um, what's the next step once you, you quiet that, that mind? How do you or is that what gets you into the subconscious by simply quieting the mind? So you're getting into a different brainwave state once you quiet the mind. And then the next thing, all you have to do is say, hi, spirit guide, do you have a message for me? And then you have to let go of your fear and doubt. Yeah. I know talking and see what comes. Now, many of times I will ask all my students to journal. Yeah. And it's funny how many are resistant to journaling but journaling is the easiest way to start to channel your spirit guides that's what i do um <laughs> quick little uh story uh when i was uh working on trying to write my book this is a, a couple years ago now and i was i was uh hitting a i guess a writer's block i was just really struggling and i saw an advertisement on facebook for an automatic writing course and I thought, oh, maybe this will be the the trick. And I didn't really understand what automatic writing was at the time. I just thought it was, you know, like stream of consciousness writing, which it kind of is. But when I got into the course, I discovered, um, much to my dismay at first, that it was a spiritual writing class. It was about connecting with your spirit guides through writing. And at the time, I'm like, oh, for Pete's sakes, for the love of God, is this really what, you know, that big judgment piece was like blaring, it's, it's, it's making its noise. Um, but I thought, oh, you know what? I've already paid for this course. Let's just go for it and see what happens. And by this point, I had been um, meditating a lot more. I had been going for daily walks in in nature. I had been connecting with my with God, with spirit through my my walks. So I was actually, despite my initial reaction to this course, my mind was a little bit more open to it. And I thought, okay, let's let's just see. You know, like can I actually do this? I used to believe that only the so-called gifted could connect with um, and channel um, spirit. And I also made the assumption that those who said that they could channel um, were basically full of bullshit. Right. Um, right. That, that was my my old, you know, reality or uh, way I looked at the world. And um, so I, I had this these preconceived notions going in. Um, but I surrendered to it and I decided, okay, let's just give this uh, a shot. And um, I started this practice and it's become a daily practice. Two years later, I still do it. And it played a huge role in helping me um, write my book. And I remember the first time when I really felt that spirit was coming through me in the writing process. It was, it was so fast, you know, like I was questions, I'm forming questions and the answers were coming before the question was fully out. And I'm, and I, I, how I do my spiritual writing is I, I sit and I close my eyes and I sit at the computer and I type because I can type so much faster than I can, I can write. And it was just this, this flow of energy and conversation that came out of me. And it was, it was amazing. It was such a beautiful experience and continues to be a beautiful experience. And, um, I'm so grateful that. 
I opened my mind to the possibility to experience this and have this connection. So, you know, just uh, it's, it's, it is it is accessible to all of us. And I also recognize the resistance that you're talking about that your clients have at first in, in doing this. And I think a lot of us come from that that place and it's changing a lot of us are starting to open our minds a little more we're we're there i believe we're in the middle of a or the beginning perhaps of a great awakening and so more and more people are starting to go you know that 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 mind is opening the heart is opening i actually think it's the heart that is opening and when we have a an open heart um, we're able to receive and that comes that comes from a place of love right place of love so that's my my little story (laughs) I love it I love it I also type when I channel now also let me ask you a few questions please isn't it interesting when you started to channel did you feel anything different in your body what what did you feel in your body in that that when you start to receive spirit Is, is it different yeah, um, and thank you for asking that. Um, it is what well, how I describe it is is expansion. It feels like this opening of your center that just feels expansive, um, which which is how love feels. If you think about it, that's what love is: is that feeling of expansion and growth and and acceptance, um, acceptance for what is. So yeah, I felt very wide open. Yeah. And it was your spirit guides that tapped you on the shoulder to look at that ad. hundred percent. I I believe that too. Yeah. I I believe our spirit guides are communicating with us all the time. All the time. time. And I'm hungry for more, you know, I'm hungry for more for, I want to recognize when my spirit guides are, are there. And I, this is a conversation I actually have with my spirit guides. It's like, I want to, I want to connect with you all the time. We are here all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you, you have to look, I think you have to go in to your day with the intention to see and the intention to connect because that's when it happens. If you have that intention or it happens more, you, you are more aware of it, I suppose, you know, and, and you see more, you experience more when you step into the day with the intention to connect with your spirit guides. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. So, um, I was looking up Sanskrit. There's over 150,000 clay tablets in the British museum. And I was looking at Dr. Irving Finkel's Finkelstein, I think is his name. And he was just um, talking about how spirit and ghosts are written on the Sanskrit uh, clay tablets. And it was just part of their daily life. They just understood that they were spirit and they connect to their guides. And like we use the internet to research anything. It's like, it's like a no brainer. And so it matters not that we lost the disconnection because it was for our species Hmm. evolution. So it matters not, but now this is great. Now we can get back to connecting with our spirit guides and go more into joy and ease. So while I was researching this and I said, Oh, I really want back to business with spirit guides, the lights turned off and on. Hmm. That was a sign for my guides. And Chris, my roommate said, oh, that was weird. And I was laughing because I was like, that was for me. (laughs) (sighs) 
but I receive signs. And when a client is under, one of the things I always ask, I said, can you give us an example when your person recognized a sign from you? And can you give us an example when a sign was not received? And some of the stories are so funny. Mm -hmm. One was a client of mine in Canada and literally she said, Oh, I don't believe in spirit guides. Da, 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 and a bird landed on her head. You're kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. That's really neat. Did she have a change of heart after that experience? She did. You know, everyone, I was doing uh, a series of interviews. When did, when did you know spirit was real? And uh, a spiritual experience is felt in your body. So one of the things in the class connecting with your spirit guides 101, one of the things that I also teach is getting in tune with your body. So we'll start practicing right away being aware of your body because spirit guides will give you that feeling. That's why I asked you, you'll get a feeling or your eyes will tear up. Or you'll mm -hmm. get the chills or you'll get goosebumps. I call those the truth bumps. The truth bumps, exactly. Yeah. And that is a very common way spirit guides communicate with us yeah. is through our body. But we're not attuned to our body. So the first thing, you know, one of the first things we do is getting you attuned to your body and becoming aware of sensations within your body to slow down. Yeah, and become yeah. aware. So we'll start to, I do an exercise where we feel the emotions in our body, you know? All right. So we'll do one right now. So you we'll knew I was going to ask that. Awesome. Okay. Bring it on, Isabel. All right. I want you to tell me a lie. Now it could be as simple as you can say, my name is Isabel. All right. Now say it out loud. And I want you to tune into your body and let me know where you feel that. Tell me a lie. Okay. My name is Martha Stewart. Great. Where did you feel it in your body? Um, I felt that in my chest and in sort of from here and then dropping into my belly. Great. Great. And I actually feel my heart is kind of going a little faster. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So now we're going to do a fun one. I want you to tell me or bring in a feeling of something that makes you happy. And it can be as simple as like a good cup of coffee. Hmm. So bring in that feeling. Let us know what it is and tell me where you feel it in your body. Hmm. All right. I am, what brings me a lot of joy is kayaking with my husband on the open sea. Awesome. And mm. where do you feel it? I feel it in my heart center. Yeah. Right. right. I feel it. Um, it's a calming feeling. Uh -huh. yeah. So that, that heart racing when I was telling a lie slow has slowed right down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So feeling the emotions in the body is mm -hmm. important because your spirit guides are non-physical. So how would you communicate with your person that 
has a body and you don't have a body. You are on two operating systems. Mm. Yeah, I like that. So, so practicing, yeah. practicing that, feeling the connection. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Understand it's a multi approach. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course, right? It's just, so it really, because I'm, I could give you so much information. And yeah, <laughs> sure. I get that. Just something that I, I want to share, and I think you'll probably just affirm this, is that when the times where I feel like I haven't been as connected as I want, um, I've taken that to my spirit guides and, and I'm like, I just want to feel more connected. And the response is, well, do more of this, you know, do do what connects us and that and I know what connects us. And it's my spiritual writing. It's going for walks in nature. It is meditating. And that might be that might be universal, but there may might be other things that help different people connect to their spirit guides. And I think if you want to have that strong relationship, like any relationship, you have to nurture it and invest time with, with the, the beings, the beingness of, of spirit to really reap the benefits of, of that. So would you, you know, it seems obvious that that's the. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've talked to spirit guides many times about this meditation. And I said, you know, it's, 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 really hard um to get us to meditate and it's so important it's vital to go within and i said you know so i try to make it in into a game you know i try to get everyone into a joy state mm. to a story first before we go deeper and just play you know you can um play happy music that is alterating your state of consciousness, yeah. right? So if you are not ready to meditate, there are precursor ways or beginning ways to go ahead and change your vibration. Cause that's what you're doing. You're changing your vibration. Right. And you may not be ready to connect to your spirit guides and you may not be ready to quiet down and that's okay. But you can play, you can draw, you can go out in walks. Now, eventually, I do think it will lead to meditation. I think all the ascendant masters of Buddha and Jesus and uh, Lakishma, who was an ascendant master in in Atlantis, uh, goddess Isis was an ascendant master. All ascendant masters do meditate. And I meditate every day. But Mm -hmm. I... I bring forth a lot of inspiration and ideas for my spirit, uh, spirit guides. So it's a must for me. It's not a luxury. It's a must. Yeah. In order for me to be a clear channel, I must meditate. Yeah. And then of course do my work because, you know, what we really haven't touched upon is the healing journey. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I would like to talk about that a little bit, um, the the healing journey. Um, and and before we, we jump into that, just uh, I just want to share that my meditation has become so much easier and stronger since I committed to daily walks in nature, because that has, I think, like you say, it's almost like it prepares you for going, going deeper. Um, so that's, you know, I think that's a really good 
point that if you're if you have a hard time sitting just meditating finding other ways to calm the mind be it through play or um being out in nature or um painting or whatever it is doing those those mandolin circles um okay so i want to talk um about the healing um journey just a little bit because i want to be mindful of your time as well i guess what what i'm really curious about is is it is it essential to to go into past lives to to heal um because i don't really want to do that i want to i want to focus on who i am here today without drudging up lives of the past like it really just doesn't interest me what do you what do you have to say to somebody like me get over yourself (laughs) so anita i totally understand it but one of the things is you're thinking it's going to be emotional pain and the gift of going into who you are and seeing how magnificent you are and how brave you are and how courageous you are and to know your abilities from these other lives that you can bring forth in this current incarnation. I mean, for me, it's like saying, hey, don't win the lottery because you're afraid to say no to somebody asking for money. But can I, but can I access that without going into past lives? Can't I believe in my great poten- potential as I am here today on this world? What I what I'll share with you, and this is only me channeling, um, but what I share with you, what spirit told to me about five, six years ago was we are a multidimensional being Hmm. and you must understand you are multidimensional. And so therefore, whether you see a hypnotherapist or not, it matters not your guides when you're ready will show you another life. I have, I've seen, okay, I have seen other lives. Yes. And I've been curious. I've already showing you other lives. Now they might show it in a dream or you might literally, some of my friends have literally been knocked out and like had a late, I know I've been told to like lay down and they showed me this life with this woman with long, dark hair and she was in a well and she was accused falsely accused um her husband hadn't paid the taxes and she was false falsely accused and i realized when somebody falsely accused me why i was so upset was because of that life i was falsely accused Hmm. and i asked my guides did she die in that prison and they said no but this is why it's so visceral in you when someone falsely accused you Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I understand that. So the the lies of your soul field, the reason why it's shown is because it's being expressed in this current incarnation. Mm-hmm. And this is the current incarnation of the ascension. And so it must be addressed. It must be looked at. And it's a multi-pronged thing. Mm-hmm. Not ready. It's okay. You're just not ready mm-hmm. and it's okay. But yes, dear one, <laughs> you will be going into your soul field because it must be addressed. Hmm. This, all the lives that we unify our trauma 
and release our stories that we've held on in multiple incarnations. Hmm. Your soul, your inner being, your oversoul knew that this moment would come. And it's something to be celebrated because you are now aware you are a multidimensional being and you're just afraid to read your book. But when you read your book, you're going to see how beautiful you are. You're going to see your soul exploration. You're going to see the love expressed. So dear one, how could you be afraid of your own beautiful book? I don't really see it as fear, as more to more than it just feels like another, another thing that is so big to dive into. And, and I really want to believe and own who I am here in this world today. So I don't know, clearly there's a little bit of resistance there. And maybe I need to explore why. Why is there resistance? It's like you're channeling, right? So you had an outcome to write your book. Yeah. And this is very normal. So first of all, give yourself some grace. Like it's not a big deal at all. All it is, is that there's no separation. There is no separation from any aspect of you in any lives. They're all happening now. Yeah, that's an interesting concept that I I believe in too and and have a hard time wrapping my head around at the same time. <laughs> so really what you are is just you're you're causing more separation within you and you're not ready to look at other aspects of your beautiful light. Hmm. Because you're excited to be the light that who you are now and so you're owning your light now. And when you're ready, it will be natural and easy and you'll just accept more of your light. Mm. And it's okay. There's no rush. (laughs) Okay. That that's cool. That, that, that sits with me. All right. (laughs) Uh, You're just like, Hey, I just got this new flashlight. I don't want another flashlight. You know what? There's some truth to that. I do feel like there's the, like the awakening journey for me is relatively new, right? So I'm just like, woohoo! <laughs> Look who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is so great. I love it. <laughs> You're just not ready for another toy. You're like, I don't even need another toy. Like, why? <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Why do I want this? <laughs> All that is, and it's not a big deal. So you play with your toy as long as you want, and then. You'll be ready for another toy. You'll be like, huh, I think I am ready for another toy. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're probably absolutely right. Yeah, that's uh, where I'm at right now. (laughs) And it's okay. There is no rush. There's no rush. There's no rush. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. I think you've answered all of my questions. Um, Well, there's... Okay, no, you kind of answered that question. I was going to ask you, why is it even important to know other lives? And you basically, that's what you're you're talking about right now. Okay, good, good, good. All right, I understand you have a gift to share with our listeners um, today. Do you want to uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about this gift and how they can um, access it? And of course, I'll include the link in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about it. So I have a PDF on my uh, website on ways your spirit guides are communicating with you 
And I think it's really good to kind of read it so that you can be open to ways your spirit guides may communicate with you that you may not be aware of. And that's a beginning. It's the beginning of opening your mind that there are so many things going on. The unseen realm is part of the physical realm. And it's wonderful to just explore. If you can just explore like a little kid going into, you know, a toy store and go down, you know, maybe like the doll aisle and then maybe you go down the Lego aisle and maybe you go down the craft aisle, right? (laughs) There's just so much to explore and it's all for your pleasure. It's all for love. But you just need to take a little step. It's sort of like Anita taking that channeling class. Not that she wanted to. (laughs) All she wanted to was to write her novel to be in that logic mind. But guess what? Her ideas come from non-physical. Your thoughts are non-physical. And where do you think your thoughts come from? Hmm. The spirit realm, I suppose. (laughs) So, you know, again, I could just give so much information, but I hope that really helps. I hope at least at the very least you get excited to connect to your spirit guides and just take a step, whether it's drawing the dog upside down or, you know, um, connecting with your heart. And so one of the things before I want to go is let's, Anita, you and I, let's connect with their heart in a quick meditation. Okay. So that they can feel meditation yeah. just a little bit. Okay. So the first thing I would like everyone to do is just get comfortable where you are. And, and if you're let- driving, put this on pause and come back to it later. <laughs> just got to <laughs> say. <laughs> Yes, you can. Don't do this while driving. (laughs) Or operating heavy equipment. Isn't that what they have on all the disclaimers? All right, I'm ready. (laughs) This is a quick meditation just to ground you really quick and connect with your heart. Okay, here we go. When you're ready, take a deep breath through your nose and out your mouth. Deep breath in. And if you can't even sigh out loud, take another deep breath in. Very good. One more deep breath in. Very good. Now just allow yourself to soften your shoulders and just breathe naturally and easy. Nothing serious is going on. And as you breathe, notice the air entering your body. And as you exhale, notice the air leaving your body. Can you tell the difference of it entering and leaving? Is it more gentle when you exhale? And as you breathe in and out, you just become aware of the natural ebb and flow 
of your breath. And as you breathe, nice and easy, we would like for you now to reach for the center of your heart. Reach for that beautiful center of your heart in the middle of your chest. And as you reach for your heart, just imagine it as a light going in and out, in and out, like a breath. And as you see that beautiful light, let's bring in a feeling of love and appreciation. Whatever you love or appreciate, it could be the sound of water. It could be the sound of the birds in the morning. It could even be the sun on your cheek. Whatever you love and appreciate, bring in that warm, wonderful feeling into your heart and allow that warm, wonderful feeling radiate from your heart, up your chest, down your stomach, around your back. And if you wish, you can even imagine it as a frequency of color, moving down your shoulders and arms, moving down the back of your leg, down the front of your leg, moving up your back, back of your neck, back of your head, front of your chest, front of your neck, front of your head, and out the crown. And this warm, wonderful feeling of love and appreciation, I would like for you, dear one, to just take a peek and make sure every particle and every cell now has this wonderful frequency of love in your beingness. Every nook and cranny, even underneath the arms. Very good, very good. Don't forget behind the ears. Very good, very good. Now, Take another deep breath in, fill that belly with air. And when you're ready, flutter your eyes open. Flutter? Flutter. <laughs> I'm fluttering. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Isabel. Uh, it was uh we covered a lot. We covered a lot and a, a, a lovely little way to end on a, on a meditation there. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and yeah. stay curious, everyone. Stay yeah. curious. <laughs>
Curiosity is one of those uh, character traits that I think are s such a beautiful, such a beautiful trait to have. Be curious. What a way, great way to go through life is with curious, childlike curiosity. All right. And with that, we will include all of uh, the links that you provided with me, uh, provided to me earlier in the show notes. So that includes how to access the gift, how to connect with Isabel directly. And um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the show, Joyful Journeyer. Please um, leave a review, comment, give us uh, some uh, the, the thumbs up. And so we can reach more people uh, with the messages that we have here on the Joyful Journey. Until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.